This is a podcast. Yeah. Of the music variety. Three songs. It's three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. More than three, more than six, more than nine. Episode 48, Three Songs Podcast. Mike Hogan here, Bob Nastanovich there. It's De- or sorry, December. It's February 5th, 2018. Hey, don't push us back into more of this I winter, know, my friend. I know. Sorry, man. I'm looking at uh, six inches of fresh snow here in Des Moines. That's right. Uh, we're sl- snowless here in Forest Hills, New York, but um, I think that's supposed to change. I don't know. We'll see. The snowblowers are out. Yeah. Fun times. In fact, my corgi ghost had a traumatic experience today. He was just standing out in the backyard, and my neighbor Mike has a great blower, snowblower. And uh, ghost was innocently standing in his backyard enjoying the snow when this incredible wave, powerful wave of snow just blew through the fence and overwhelmed him. And ghost, like the champ he is, just stood there and let it all hit him. <laughs> Ghost. That's awesome. <laughs> so he turned away. He just kind of awesome. looked at me like, what in God's name was that, my friend? So That's awesome. But, yeah, uh, he's he's sacked out now. Well, it's, it's three songs. We've each brought three songs, but I think we're going to be playing more than six songs total because I think you're going to double up a couple. I might double up. Uh, so let's get right into it with one of yeah, your songs. Yeah, yeah, let's jump in. Let's yeah, jump Uncle, in. Well, let's go to South Africa. This is a... A legendary uh, singer from Johannesburg, huge part of the anti-apartheid movement and a, a real hero and patriot in South Africa. This is uh, Miriam Makiba with a naughty little flea. Where did a naughty little flea go? Somebody tell me Where did a naughty little flea go? Won't somebody tell me Tell me now Where did a naughty little flea go? Nobody knows, nobody knows. Tell me now Where did a naughty little flea go? Nobody knows, nobody knows. There was a naughty little flea He climbed up on the doggy's knee he climbed some here, he climbed some there. He was climbing everywhere. Tell me, where did a naughty little flea go? Oh, nobody knows. Where did a naughty little flea go? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Well, he climbed some here, he climbed some there. He was climbing everywhere. And now at last, he found. Nest where he can get some food and rest. Well, he beat him here, he beat him there, he beat him almost everywhere. And when he done, he wanted more. He never tasted such a dog before. Well, where did he not a little flea go? Nobody knows, nobody knows. Tell me now, where did he not a 
tune there bob miriam mccaba yeah i mean uh that was one of her more light light-hearted songs i could hear it uh, it's playful I mean, yeah obviously there's a lot of political content in her songs in fact she became a u.n goodwill ambassador in, in uh i believe in the late 90s and <laughs> in, uh, interestingly amongst her former husband's is Stokely Carmichael, who's one of the leaders of the Black Panther Party. Sure, of course. She achieved a lot of um, success in the United States. She's one of the first African artists to venture around the world. Um, she was known as Mama Africa. And she was also married to uh, Hugh Masakela. Ah, Hugh Masakela. Yeah. He just passed away. Yeah, she would have actually died on stage during a concert at the grand old age of 76 in Italy. Wow. So, uh, very important, um, artist, a good friend of Nelson Mandela. And, uh, you know, if you're a fan of, of African music, especially, you know, Afro pop or whatever, however you want to classify it, world music, I believe the genre is called Marabi, her more traditional songs, but, um, uh, somebody that I always, like to play during a DJ set. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm, I of course know the name, but I'm not really familiar with her stuff. So, you've inspired me to check it out, uh, and I will, I will dive deep. I just have like a. The only thing I own is like a. a it's a greatest hits thing, I think. Um, that was probably released in the '70s, and um, this was pretty awesome from start to finish. Any, uh, any particular reason you picked that one tonight? Um, I've been playing it a lot lately. Um, she's got a really famous song called Pata Pata and another another famous song called The Click Song. And 
just about anything on an album works in a DJ set. So I've had a lot of Miriam in my my life in the last six months since I bought the record. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good part of the mix. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to, I think London, East London in particular. Right off the bat, you're going to London. I'm going to London, staying in the '60s, uh, and I'm going to go with the Small Faces, Uh-oh, who are rock and roll legends. Isn't it? They are, you know, they're they're the kind of band that everybody I think is familiar with the name and familiar with the folks in the band, of course, because Ronnie Lane, you know, Kenny Jones, who later was the drummer for the Who. Steve Marriott was the lead vocalist and guitarist. Later in uh, in the lineup, um, you know, they were when when Steve Marriott left. Uh, Ron Wood joined the band, of course. Rod Stewart joined and took over lead vocals, and they became the Faces. But they're they're a band that. Now I wonder if they became the Faces because Rod Stewart's face is not particularly small. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Okay. Entirely possible. Um, you know, they're just a very influential band, but they're the kind of band that unless you are seeking out British mod from the 60s and, you know, influences on the jam and contemporaries of The Who and all of that sort of stuff, they you don't really hear them on the radio. You don't stumble across them and... They're known unless you're unless you're the proprietor of a record store. Unless yeah, they they they're they're I guess they're uh, much prized by those who run record stores, uh, which makes sense. Which makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if if, um, if this is a significant thing. But they're rock and roll hall of famers as the small faces. Well, there you go. <clears throat> um, you know, and they they have some. Some albums that are are very you know Og- Ogden's Nut Gone Flake is a classic. It's you know one of those late '60s concept records that's uh, it's very cool. Um, but I'm gonna play something a little earlier. I'm gonna play a seven inch, and this is just a good you know you've talked about we've talked about it a little bit on the show the three minute song form and right yeah this is a I think just a good example of a pure three-minute-long rock song. I think it clocks in a few seconds over three minutes, and it's just it's just a really nearly perfect rock song. Uh, well, hit us with a slice of Britpop. Let's do it. It's, this one's called All or Nothing, 1966, Steve Marriott on vocals with the small faces. Cool.
Rock and roll, Bob. Small face. Pro- proper rock. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like a yeah, fist pump Yeah, not much to be said song. about that. You know, it's just a simple, great, you know, 60s East London rock song. That's right. A bunch of, you know, I guess legends of their, they were around for four years the first time they reprised themselves. I don't know what the personal was in the 70s, right? And then, of course, went on to incredible feats of rock and roll stardom. Yeah, you know, just a just a good song. Good band. They're the kind of band that uh, if you're looking for a good three-minute rock song, they deliver. Well, yeah. Thank God those those things are everywhere. Yeah. Um, I get, we're we're, we're going to shift genres again <clears throat> on Bring this it. Rat, radically unthemed episode of Three Songs Podcast. And uh, Chaos is the theme. Yeah, this is an album that uh, first landed in my area on a tour bus in the mid nineties. When I was kind of, I was one of those years when I was definitely on tour at least two thirds or three quarters of the time. And, you know, there's a lot of late nights on the tour bus because the wheels are rolling and technically you don't have to do anything till mid afternoon. The next day, eventually you have to crash and, you know, part of the fun of being on tour is leaving a venue and heading in the direction, often a very long journey, to the next place. So, you know, thankfully I had a lot of fun bandmates and even more fun crew. <laughs> um, a very small crew, but a very fun crew. And... Um, and uh, this was on heavy, heavy rotation in the mid-90s. It kind of became a big favorite of ours, mostly for its freakiness. Okay, and I know yeah. you're familiar with the artist, but like, yeah. just this, just the strangeness, like, um, is Cool Keith. First of all, I didn't know that for the several months I listened to the record, but it was Cool Keith from Ultra Magnetic MCs. And the whole thing is presented very mysteriously. Right. And, the lyrics are really sort of trippy and weird. He he recreated created a character called Doctor Octagon, who is basically some sort of freaky person, somewhat attached to the medical profession. With, <laughs> of course, no insult intended to your wife. Um, right. I think that's he fair. might have been like some sort of gynecologist. Well, that's I'm not the, really sure. Yeah, the medical experiments that he describes in his songs are pretty freaky, but it's because the name uh, of the album is Doctor Octagonicologist. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess he was. Um, I don't know where Cool Keith became obsessed with gynecology. Probably somewhere near the end of a large bag of marijuana. But, yeah, and, and and not only that, yeah. it was like in the future, and maybe space was involved. Like I never really understood it. It was all like really weird, but very but it was cool. all very comical too. Yeah, like, right. This very right. like kind of lighthearted tongue and feel. And he, it was yeah. re- really off the cuff and you, very spontaneous, and like almost like the guy was just like making up things on the spot. And it's actually you know very heavily produced. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and uh, incredibly catchy, but this is probably, you know, one of his anthems, (laughs) if there is such a thing. But this is uh, Earth People by Dr. Octagon.
patient Pull out the skull, remove the cancer Breaking his back, chisel next for the answer Supersonic, bionic, robot, voodoo power Equator X, my chance to flex skills on Ampex With power meters and heaters, gauge antifreeze Octagon oxygen and luminum intoxicants More waste up low blood cells in your face React with four bombs and six fire missiles Armed with seven rounds of space doodle pistols You may not believe living on the earth planet My skin is green and silver, forehead looking mean Astronauts get played, tough like a ukulele As I move the rockets, overriding levels Nothing's aware, same data, same system New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Now my helmet's on, you can't tell me I'm not in space with the National Guard, United States Enterprise. Diplomat of swing with aliens at my feet, coming down a rampart through beam on the street. Obsolete, confused, compounds and dead sounds, as I locate intricately independent. Economic vomit, I save, restore food. In Capsule D, my program is ability for reaction in response to a no one. Identification code unidentified. I got cosmophonic, press a button, change my face. You recognize, so what? I turn invisible, make myself clear, reappear to you visual. Disappear again, zap like an android. Face the fact I fly on planets every day. My nucleus prim, prepare, return again. My 7XL is not yet invented. New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Contact two, send them FedEx. I program one and go to Earth through the fax machine. My number 709-7556EL3, computer file 93. Digital level, standing on the terminal, upside down through polygons, fighting pentagons. Changing blue skin, my brown colors coming back. I'm psychedelic this time, coming rainbow. Look at the green lights and y'all see my brain glow. Five colors, yellow, black, and red, and green, purple. New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter. Earth people, New York and California, Earth people, I was born on Jupiter.
Dr. Octagon. Yes, a futuristic freakiness there with very atypical subject matter for a rapper, right? Yeah, well, and, you know, when I first heard that record, which was around the same time you did, it was released in 96, I believe, and uh, I heard it right around then when it first came out. A good friend of mine, who I think listens to the podcast at times, Silas McCoy. Thanks, thanks, thank you, sir. Silas, yeah. Silas Silas was a big fan of that record and would play it often. Uh, and he turned me on to it. And it was just one of those things where I was like, what, is this guy like a, you know, it was like, I was born on Jupiter. Is he like the rap version of Sun Ra? Like that was... Yeah, yeah, that's what we thought. You know, I think we're over-intellectualizing it. I think he was just kind of like, um, I think he was just kind of funning around. I think he was just having fun with words. I, yeah, I guess so. But uh, but I didn't know what to make of it. But I was, I was intrigued. Well, I don't think anybody does, you Yeah. Know? Still to this day. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. well, play another one. Play Blue Flowers. All right, all right. See, okay. it's funny because I was going to play some. Doc- Blue Flowers, I was going to play Doctor Octagon. You beat me to it. So uh, here we go. Blue no, Flowers. No, here's your choice. Same, same, same album. Yeah. Dr. Octagon, paramedic fetus of the East with priests I'm from the church of the operating room With the strikes of force, scalpel since the holocaust I do indeed in greed, explore, meet the patients Back to rooms with the nurse with the voodoo curse Holding up office lights, standing at huge heights Back and forth, left wing, swing to north East and south with blood pouring down your mouth I can prepare with the white suit and stethoscope Listen to your heartbeat, delete, beep, beep, beep your insurance is high, but my price is cheap. Look at the land. Blue flowers. Run by the purple pond. Blue flowers. Growing by the purple pond. Blue flowers. Growing by the pond. Look, it's raining yellow. Would you care to listen to any more? Thank you. Holding bags on down right from the hospital. It's a patient that's worth to keep the germs off the turf Cybernetic microscopes and metal antidotes Two telescopes that magnify the size of a roach Decomputers a cup of coffee planted with my hand And astral planet detached, turn on rare foggers Cut the light on the kid and turn it bright on Supersonic waves combine and burn his brain waves I see the mascot of evil, he's not Knievel Shakespeare's gone, don't even think about him Yes, as I go into the park I see blue flowers, it's raining green by the pond. Blue flowers, it's totally raining green. Blue flowers, I smell the bees and the birds. Blue flowers, different aspects of life. Blue flowers.
A little bit of a different mood to that one. I like that song. Just oh yeah, chill. I mean, yeah. Cu- couple things about him. He's you know he's from the Bronx, just a few years older than me. Born as Keith Matthew Thornton, right? Okay. The list of aliases is mind blowing. Okay, <laughs> the the aliases. Like, do you have uh, do you have fifteen aliases? No. No, but hey man. I mean, I mean, I mean, like you were in a band with a guy named Spiral Stairs. Yeah, but that's one <laughs> alias, you know. And this is this guy was Big Willie Smith, Doctor Doom, Doctor Octagon, Keith Matthew Thornton, Mister Nagatko, Number One Producer, Platinum Rich, Rhythm X, Robbie Analog, Sinister Six Thousand, Tashen Dorset, Underwear Pissy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I think I did. I think he did just about it. You know what? Uh, one thing is, is uh, he put out a record that was not celebrated uh, called "The Return of Doctor Octagon," which I bought, and I thought it was great. I listened to it a lot. It's just kind of a overlooked <laughs> piece of the Doctor Octagon. The story, yeah. <laughs> the story, yeah. Well, we can and, save uh, that one for a future show, maybe. But anyways, 97. Yeah? Oh. 97, we were supposed to play a bunch of shows with a guy. Really? Yeah, and uh would have been like kind of a festival thing. I know Beck was on it, and I'm going to say, I'd have to look back at the history, but he was supposed to play 8 to 10 summer festival-y type things, and he was a no-show at every single one, which, of course, we were disappointed about as fans. Or, of course, when, like, an artist doesn't show up for the first two or three shows, like, he's on the bill. Like, you walk in, you see, like, set times and stuff like that, and then, like, you quickly find out that Dr. Octon will not be showing up tonight. Then you also find out that it's actually costing him $2,000 a show not to show up. Wow. So I think he just felt like it was worth, who even knows what his approach was. I mean, in fact, I I believe there was some contact made with him and he would be like, we're like a hundred miles away, but we're going to blow it off. Maintaining, maintaining the mystery. Oh, the mystique was unreal. I mean, like, Just from our standpoint, like, after, like, the first handful, we're like, this dude's not showing up. You know what I mean? And that's probably when he should have shown up. Right, but, uh, right. I don't know anything about his live performances, at least as Dr. Octagon now. I know ultra-magnetic MCs have done live shows. Hmm. He's a band that, you know, I'm largely unfamiliar with, but I think that that might be... What he's that and Dr. Octagon's what he's you know most known for, right? Huh, yeah, I, but who I, knows? He's a man of mystery, he is a man of mystery <laughs> for sure. Many names, maybe he's he just, still flying around, he's probably working on something tonight under, under some pseudonym, no doubt. Maybe he's just running from uh debt collectors, changing his Come name on, every man. don't be silly. No, he's, he's got a great tax man. Oh, okay, I don't know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, all right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bring us <laughs> a little forward in time, in the early 2000s. Oh, whoa, that's a big kick up, and then we're going. Where are we going now? We're gonna go back to um, the UK. We're gonna go to Sunderland. 
You ever been to Sunderland? I've been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's up north. That's, you know, that's up uh, Newcastle way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been to all the race courses around there. There you go. I just drove through Hexham not too long ago. There you go. Uh, I'm going to play a band. So I really liked this debut record from this band when it came out back in 2004. Uh, I played this record a lot and saw them live. They were really good live. They're a band called The Future Heads. And to me, you mentioned on the last show your favorite, potentially your favorite record of all time was Gang of Four Entertainment. This sort of hit me in this. It felt like an update of it, but like much more poppy and much more like they did this harmony thing. They had four guys in the band and they all sang harmonies. And when you saw them live, um, they, they, they did it really well. So I, I might, if you indulge me, I'm going to do two songs. I'm going to do Carnival Kids, and then I'm going to follow it up with the Kate Bush cover that uh, kind of shows off what I mean by the, the vocal stuff. But uh, Yeah, hit me with your best shot. All right. Uh, Shots. Here you go. Uh, Future Heads, Carnival Kids. This came out on a 7-inch in 2003 and then on the debut album in 2004. Enjoy. Yeah. 
Future Heads. We're going to go straight into it. Hands of, oh, hands yeah, of go Love. Go for it. Hands of Love. Kate Bushka. Two songs by the Future Heads. Yeah, somewhat ironically named, aren't they? I guess. Yeah, they were a bit of a throwback. Yeah, uh, and they must have been one hell of a live. Oh yeah, they were really good live. And you know, yeah. I've so that's their first album. Came out in two thousand four, uh, self titled, and then they put out an album after that that was okay. And then I kind of lost track of them. But I love, love, love that first. This kind of sounds like your description of payment. Uh, eh, maybe not quite so extreme. <laughs> uh, you know, I followed Pavement for a few more records than that, but uh, but yeah. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they, the, the, I guess the North, the, and they stopped in 2013. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if they, did they stop, or is it just that they haven't released a record in four or five years? 
Well, on the, the on the old hiatus. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, sometimes bands go four or five years between records. Maybe, maybe they're reveling. Well, my buddy Valentine went. What did they go? Twenty one, <laughs> something 20, like that. Twenty two. Yeah. 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 So they they said take well, that look, Guns look, and Roses. Look forward, look forward to the next Future Heads release in twenty twenty seven. Yeah. There you go. Ho- hopefully, we'll both be around for it. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I yeah. can take us back to the prime of our lives. <laughs> or at least the prime of my life, the mid-80s. The, uh, this, the, yeah, wow. This is a band very near and dear to my heart, at the time, especially. Really? You must have, did you see them a lot? Uh, not a lot, because they were more Northern California. At that time, I was Southern California, so I only saw them a couple times. I actually had to drive all the way down to the coach house, San Juan Capistrano. Uh, which was a bit of a trek, two and a half hour drive. From Never been there, yeah. Yeah. Um, when when I was in high school, I was like seventeen, and I drove down, saw this band. But uh, but yeah, they were one of my favorites. Them, you know, you played uh, Mission of Burma, which was a huge huge influence on me around that same time, about seventeen. Totally different kind of band because the yeah. Camper Van Beethoven, who we're going to play, was unbelievably eclectic. Right. I mean, the number of styles going on, I mean, they just kind of did it all. And their covers were great. You know, they, and of course, they're most famous for Take the Skinheads Bowling. Um, and there, you know, they there was comedy, but the, the level of talent was amazing, like, very dynamic live show, kind of a kind of a lost band, like a, a bit of an under-celebrated band. Right. Well, and David Lowry went on to su- success with Cracker, and so oh, no, yeah, no, I mean, I'm saying I'm, but I'm saying people don't actually listen to Camper Van Beethoven very often. Like, I often wondered, I wondered in the last few years, like, has their music stood up? So I pulled out all all their records that I, I think I have four or five albums. Yeah. There, I think there's about eight. Yeah. And. uh and I think I'm sure I bought them all in college, <clears throat> and uh, that to me it stands up. You know, well, I guess we'll find out here in a second. But I, you uh, know, I, I think the thing with them. Well, let's play it and then we'll talk. Um, where do you want you you want to play a couple songs? I think you should. You, yeah, let's where do you want to start? We'll start with um, we'll start with an instrumental called Circles. Okay, and this is uh, from the two and three record. Yeah, which is a, kind of a great garage record. Their second LP. Right. Yeah, but it sounds like it definitely should be their first. Yeah, yeah. And the way the way it came out, like the whole thing, it sounds like it's like a band, like like Telephone Free Landslide Victory. I think is their first. Right? right. It is. Yeah. So, but this one sounds like it had to have been made before that. Maybe it's, it's like this one's produced. They all came out in a clump in the eighties. That's thing. Yeah. You got one. We called them CBB, of course. Right. And they did open for REM as well. And I saw them yeah. open for REM, and they did a fantastic job. And not quite as good as the Minutemen. <laughs> but uh, but what a wonderful live band. Thankfully, they would play in Richmond and D.C. and Charlottesville. We'd road trip and see them everywhere. They were fantastic. But this is uh, Circles, Little Taster. And uh, we'll play another one, have a discussion in between. All right. <laughs>
There you go. Whoa. Almost wanted to start up again. Camper van. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. They are relentless. They are. They really are. Yeah. So that was one. You called it an instrumental, but. I, no, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's, there's. There's backwards indis- vocals. Indiscernible vocals. There, there's vocals that they've played backwards. Yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, it's kind of like an instrument in that. Well, sure. It is. But uh, very psychedelic tune, and you know, I mean, you mentioned psychedelic and folky, and right. You mentioned their eclectic nature and their diversity amongst their music. In you know, I think at the time that worked against them, maybe, and I should I should revisit them. It's been. Oh God, I'm aging myself now, but uh, it's been probably close to thirty years since I've really listened to them on a regular basis. Well, during a live set, you could see like a cover of "I Love Her All the Time" by Sonic Youth, "Interstellar Overdrive" by Pink Floyd, right? You know, pictures of Matchstick Men by Status Quo, and and photograph by Ringo Starr. Oh, yeah, and and then they would also play like, you know. They had a big ska influence, and they were folky, mm-hmm. and they could play pop, and like yep. you know, there's violin, and and they were very literary, and uh, they had uh, you know pop culture references, and oh yeah, and oh. like the, well, the the next song I'm gonna play, the history of Utah, like is you know shows you know a bit of smartass politics, and of course you know David Lowry, who settled in Richmond for a while with his band Cracker that. I guess probably were they more successful than Camper Van oh, yeah. Beethoven? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. more successful endeavor. And then one of the members went on to be in the Counting Crows. Huh. The guy, I think his name was like Emmer Gluck or something like that. And uh, Victor Krummenacher on bass. Right. And, um, yeah. But, but, Jonathan but Siegel. Thing, yeah, Jonathan Siegel. The thing is, they, they were a. Uh, they were such a formidable live act because all the kind of in a way, um, like uh, a band from the same part of the world that I played earlier, uh, just the musicianship was on such a high level. Was uh, Thinking Fellers, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Union yep. Local 282. Like when you went and saw them live, you're going to see a six piece band where like everybody can play really well. It's well planned out. You're going to see like 20 songs. It's going to be a great live show. Absolutely. You yeah. know, so they fought like, so it was always worth at least a hundred mile road trip. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't, I don't mean to overpraise them, but I think that they have been, like you said, like you haven't thought about it much in the last, you know, 25 years or something. But uh, the band that, that I really still enjoy to this day. And this is a, this is a really smart ass song. This is, this is, yeah, it's, it's actually, the lyrics are hilarious. Thanks for reminding me of this one. Yeah. Yeah. The history of Utah, which is about the, uh, uh, (laughs) the state, the state of Utah. Yeah. And the the Mormon church, right? Yeah. And the Mormon church. And, and it's a state that, um, I don't think of very often. No, but, uh, this is a very psychedelic tune. 
the beehive state. So yeah. yeah, the history of Utah by Camp and Beethoven off their self-titled release, I think in 87 or like 86, I think so. Yeah. yeah it was 86. They were just pouring it on in the mid to late 80s. Third record. Pouring. Yeah. Yeah. Pouring it on. All right, here All right, we thanks. go. genres are in that one song bob <laughs> a lot a lot but <laughs> i thought the, the, the incredible set of lyrics there i <laughs> so, thought the indians were <laughs> some lost some 13, lost 13 dudes. dudes didn't treat him any better he acted yeah he acted like uh, he was drunk just, all the time yeah i yeah, loved it's, it's really fun i love that record in particular i think that was of, of all of record. theirs it's actually overlooked i think the other two are Telephone uh, Freeze Landside Victory is Ambiguity Song is another great one, but uh, well, that one's a fun band. That one's celebrated because it has "Take the Skinheads Bowling" and um, a lot of know, other great songs. It does, Order yeah. Scott, that's like, true. Man. Anyways, plenty of love for them, but you know, thanks for the fun and thanks for for uh, 
continuing on. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're fun. Did you ever hear their uh, like note for note cover of Fleetwood Mac's Tusk LP? And no, I never heard that. I never what? heard it. Yeah, yeah. So I never, I never really liked Fleetwood Mac's Tusk LP. Well, you should check it out. Um, they <laughs> okay. recorded it around that same time, like the original band, the original lineup. And they could do that. And See, they could do that kind of thing. They like. just they never released it. Maybe maybe we'll do this on a future show. Maybe I'll play a couple songs for you on a future show. Um, they never released it until I don't know. 10, 15 years later, uh, after they'd broken up. Uh, and I don't even know if it got officially got released. I think it just kind of got out. Um, but it's pretty Who cool. Knows? It's pretty they, cool. They got back together in 99. I know that made, made a few records. Yeah. If, if we hadn't already played two, I might play a song from, from Fleetwood, their, their version of Fleetwood Max Tusk LP. Uh, oh, we'll do it in episode number 91. We'll do it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I still want to do episode number fifty. I want to do a pavement special. So we got we got two oh, shows shit. to plan for that. <laughs> well, don't preview it. <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're just doing a little a little production meeting on the show. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to end tonight with something from Brazil. Keep it freaky. We started with Africa and and with Brazil. Yeah, like we're, we're gonna bound, keep we're, we're getting another bounce around episode. We're like keeping this. it. We're keeping it freaky. This is this is an artist. Um, he's he's known for the, the Tropicalia movement, late sixties, early seventies. He was, you know, I don't know. Rediscovered is kind of a colonialist word, but I'll use it, I guess, in this case, by David Byrne in the nineties. Uh, who signed him to his Luaka 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 Bop LP or label? Uh, released some of his records. I'm talking about Tom Zay. Uh, this is from an album he released in 1973, and the name of the album is Good Old Tom Zay. Yeah, Todos Os Olhos. <laughs> I'm going to butcher the title of this one. It's Botaram Tanta Fumasa. Yeah, well, Todos Os Los Os Ojos. I don't know. Ojos, that's all the eyes. All the eyes. Well, the album cover is very freaky. Very freaky album. I've seen some images of this guy. Yeah. Freaky stuff. Enjoy this one, Bob. This is fun. This would be fun to break out in your DJ sets. Botaram Tanta Fumasa. Yeah, track down this record if you can. Uh, it okay. only only costs you a couple hundred, but you know. well, you know, I've got I've got a copy of that uh, United States of America record on the way to the house. <laughs> yeah, love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, um, here you go. Only Maybe... cost me twelve dollars U.S., Mike. Yeah, see, it's not it's not that hard to find. Um, this one's a little harder to find. Tom Zay, nineteen seventy-three. Enjoy this one. I think you'll like it. <laughs> Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça, botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça, botaram tanto lixo por baixo da consciência da cidade que a cidade tá, 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 tá. Consciência podre, a consciência podre 
Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça. Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça. Botaram tanta fumaça por cima dos olhos dessa cidade, que essa cidade. Tá, 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 tá. Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça Botaram tanto medroso e minhocão Pelos ombros da cidade que a cidade tá, 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 tá. Está cansada, sufocada, tá doente Tá gemendo de dor de cabeça, de tuberculose Tá com o pé doente Está de bronquite, e laringite, e hepatite E faringite, e sinusite Está de meningite, está se Tá, Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça Botaram tanto lixo, botaram tanta fumaça Botaram tanta preocupação nos miolos da cidade Que a cidade tá, 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 tá Well, what do you think, Bob? Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> How I like can the way you not? we're trying to like um, engine in the warmth. I mean, like, I got I, I got my furnace fixed, <laughs> but I like the way we're trying to get you know keep our houses warm. Yeah, yeah, bringing a little yeah. Brazil to yeah, Des Moines. Ending the show with uh south africa and brazil it's yeah like, yeah we're, right. we're two we're two dudes looking to sit outside <laughs> in a chair that's all we sip, want sip on a little lemonade yeah <laughs> relax have you, you need to move yourself mike maybe fire up the grill yeah you know oh the grill yeah that's oh, uh that's I've a fun a buddy, song i got a buddy kenny jackson he just moved from uh, a little apartment in manhattan and out to Brooklyn, and he, he, I just hung out with him in Mexico City, and he's like, I've got a space where I, I can actually grill with charcoal, which is a real treat in, in the <laughs> New, York, New York metropolitan area. It is. It so is. When I got home, I sent him a grill. Nice. I sent him, I sent him one of those little portable bodums. I've had mine for 10 years. It's a fantastic little grill, and a great, great two, three-person grill. Well, we got to... We you got get, a grill? We got a little grill space here in Forest Hills. That's one of the there nice things go. about not living in Manhattan. Forest Hills, Forest Hills, it's nothing better than grilling. That's right. That's right. Um, and there was a guy in the alley grilling the other night in like 30-degree weather. So I was... I was oh, like, I like to grill when it's I ice was, cold. I know. I was, I was. I could see the fire. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, man? It was like 9 at night and 30 degrees, and he's out there grilling. Yeah. It was, it was that awesome. sounds like Iowa. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you know I mean? another fun one. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, Hopefully for I'll listening. See you on Wednesday. I'll try to. I got to go out to Vegas this weekend. So well, let's squeeze one in before. We'll try to squeeze one in there, and and uh, and then and then and then we'll do a break, and we'll go Monday or Tuesday next week, episode fifty. And like I said, it's going to be a pavement episode. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Prepare, man. Prepare. <laughs> All right. We're going to get stories. Oh, yeah. There'll be some stories. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Three Songs Pod. That's right.